Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. Today, we are going to talk about making decisions. And I was honored recently to give a similar talk to my local women in business group at our yearly conference. And what struck me after I gave my talk and we got some feedback at the end of the day on all the speakers is how deeply making decisions touches each and every one of our lives. If you think about it, we make decisions all the time. As simple as getting up in the morning, what we're going to eat for breakfast, what we're going to wear, and then harder decisions. Do I want to take this job? Do I want to get a divorce? Do I want to have children? Do I want to stop fighting for this passion that I believe in so deeply? And I'd like to think that some of the decisions are really easy because we make them all the time. And I think they're only easy because they're well-worn pathways and they're kind of on the default setting of our brain. So we know that the brain loves to conserve energy, right? And when we have to make a new or challenging or potentially life-changing decision, that requires a little bit more energy because we want to think ahead. We want to determine what the impact of the decision we're making is going to be on not only our lives, but the lives of people around us. And then we can often have doubt and confusion and maybe some fear regarding the decision. Are we making the right decision? What is this impact going to be? Did I make the wrong decision? Should I have chosen differently? And I think that's where we get stuck and that's where decisions cause us the most stress is when we're not having our own back and loving ourselves through the process. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about that with you today. So when I gave this talk last week, I asked the audience to first picture a decision that they were maybe struggling to make or having some stress around or a decision that they made recently that they still had some doubts or discomfort around making regardless of what their outcome was. And I'd like you to think about that and have that in your mind today as we go through this, because I think it's helpful to apply it to a real life situation, because this also helps us cement it in our minds so that the next time we have to make a decision that maybe would have caused us stress or struggle, we can use this three-step framework that I'm gonna give you today and We can decrease that stress and make the decision easier, and you can make it more confidently knowing that you have this process in place. Before we get started talking about the three-step process that I recommend using for all decision-making to decrease your stress, I'd like to first talk about emotional decision-making. So a lot of times when our emotions are raging through us and coursing through us and we're either leaning into them and reacting or we're resisting them and trying to push them away and distract ourselves, we're distracted, right? Bottom line is we're distracted when we're really overwhelmed with our emotions, whether that's stress or anxiety or worry or maybe frustration or anger or even happiness and joy. Sometimes we don't want to make decisions from a place of high excitement or joy because we may not think it through. Now, I don't want you to start second guessing every decision you have ever made because that's not the point of this podcast. I want you to walk away from this podcast being confident in the decisions you're making and knowing how to do that. So just a general 
warning that when your emotions are high, your rational thinking, your prefrontal cortex, that evolved part of our brain, it's not easily accessible. So anytime your emotions are raging or flowing or, you know, celebrating, you want to just check yourself before you make any big decisions because you want to also access your rational brain when you're making decisions. The best decisions are made in a balance between emotional and rational decision making. So again, if it's a big decision or even a little decision, but you want to practice this more intentionally as you go through your day, which is an excellent idea because Remember, small steps add up. So the more you intentionally practice this method of decision-making, the easier and the more automatic it will get until it becomes your default. So if you want to just check in with your emotions and then tap into your rational brain to make the decision, I think that is a great plan moving forward. Okay, so let's get to the meat of it. I have a three-step framework that I want you to put into place with the decision that you're struggling with or think back to the decision you recently made that we mentioned earlier and just apply this three-step framework to it and see, would you get the same answer or would you make a different decision maybe? And then as always, don't judge yourself for it. Just be curious, be open to it and see what comes up because you may discover something new about yourself that you can use in the future moving forward. So the first step of the three-step process of decision-making to make it easier and less stressful, and I call this big decision energy, okay? You want to first choose you. You want to make your decision from your integrity and your values. You want to check in with yourself and make sure this decision feels good to you. And there's two different ways that I offer that I work with my clients on doing this. The first is to imagine that you've already made your decision. Just pick one of the choices and sit with it. Pretend, use your imagination that you already made the decision. It's done. You've told whoever you need to tell and it's in process. And just sit with that. Whether it's for 30 seconds, five minutes, five days, sit in the emotion of having made that decision and see what comes up. This is a great tool if you're really stuck and you're kind of 50-50 on the decision. It could go either way to just pick one of the choices and then see what else comes up for you because there may be little niggling things in the back of your brain that are either afraid to surface or that you've been squashing down and this gives them the opportunity to come up and come out. And this is what I call practice choosing without committing. And especially, like I said, if this is a big decision or you can go either way, it's a 50-50 kind of thing. This is one method that I really like. And it's a tool that I work with my clients on on a regular basis because it really is super powerful when you employ it regularly. And then the second way to choose you is to ask yourself, if I knew in the future, again, we're imagining fast forwarding, if you knew that it was going to work out fantastically better than you could have imagined, no matter what you decided, what would you decide? And just framing it like that for your brain and putting it in that perspective is you can't choose wrong. And we're going to go through why that is in the next two steps. If you couldn't choose wrong and whatever you decided was always the right decision, what decision would you go with? And I find this one helps me really pick easily and quickly, and it makes me feel real good about my decision and confident and not second guess myself as much. So number one, choose you. Number two in the three-step framework is choose love. You want to decide intentionally to love and support whatever decision you make. 
You don't want to be crowdsourcing. You don't want to be second guessing or doubting or wondering what if, what if I chose differently? What if this isn't the right decision? Because that all comes up, y'all. No matter how confident people are, we always have that little nagging voice in the back of our heads. And I know that some of you look around and you think other people don't have that, especially high achieving successful women. We're in like our self-imposed prison thinking that everyone else has their ish together and we're the only ones that are constantly secretly overthinking and hiding and being stressed out and worried about it. I promise you, you are not alone. We all have the same human brains and they all function the same way. They function in doubt and overthinking and worry and confusion and overwhelm to protect us, to keep us stuck, to keep us from leaving the cave because a new decision is a wide open world and there's some uncertainty there. So when you employ the second step of choosing to love your decision, you take a lot of that doubt and that opportunity and that space for doubt or confusion or overwhelm out. Other people can give you their opinions and you can say, thank you so much for sharing your opinion. This is my decision. I love my decision and I'm going to have my own back no matter what. And so then step three is to choose trust. This is where you decide to have your own back after you practice loving your decision. And you want to trust and follow through and take inspired action from that decision. Okay. So you want to find all the reasons that you love your decision and why it's the best decision that you're making right now in this moment as the woman that you are. Because we are not the same people day to day. What happened to us yesterday is different than today is going to be different than tomorrow. So always in retrospect, they say that, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, because we always have more information when we're in the future looking back. If you learn and cultivate this trust in yourself and having your own back with every decision, this, I promise you, will elevate your self-esteem, your self-concept, and your self-confidence to a whole new level that you probably didn't even know was possible. And the more you practice this, the more deeply ingrained it gets and we create those new neural pathways until this is your default. And this doesn't mean that doubt and overwhelm and confusion and overthinking don't come knocking on a regular basis, but you don't pay them as much attention. You don't give them as much space in your head. And this, my friends, is how we decrease our stress around decisions. You can do this and you probably have done this in the past. If you know your, if your decision is, should I get up off the couch and get a glass of water? You're probably not overthinking that too much, especially if you're thirsty. You're like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Gonna go do it. Those decisions are easier. It's when we get into the weeds with our careers, with our families, with our relationships that we tend to overthink because they're more emotional decisions for us. So that's why I offered you as well that if you're feeling overwhelmed with emotion and you're either resisting it or you're letting it stop you, that creates additional stress around any decisions. And this is one of the things that is so impactful when I unpack this with my clients is a lot of times you can't see it because you're too close to it. And that is where coaching is just the best ever at helping you see your brain from a different perspective and helping you love yourself through the process of seeing what's in your head. Because y'all, it's like a closet that you've just been throwing stuff in for years and you've never cleaned it out. It is totally overwhelming when you first go in there. 
And having been a total cynic with life coaching in the past, and I was like, what, someone's going to teach me how to live my life? Whatever. I am now fully 100%. I think everyone should have a life coach because it's just game changing. When you can see and be aware of what's going on in your mind, how you're making your decisions, what's stopping you from following through, what's creating doubt and confusion, what's keeping you from fully experiencing your life in love and joy, and even in frustration and struggle, it's that resistance, it's that fighting against that increases our stress. So coming back to the decision making, if you're making these three small decisions with every major decision, you are 100% going to reduce your stress. And if you want to work more closely on this, I am here for you. Come talk to me. There is no pressure. There's no commitment. It's literally a decision to come talk to me about you and what's going on in your life. And it's an hour to just kind of unpack your brain, look at it, get a no pressure benefit of a coaching experience. And then you can decide powerfully from this framework, do you want to pursue this? Do you want to go deeper? Do you want to strongly grow yourself to become the best version of you that you can be and give that gift to yourself and then to your family and to the world? All right, so I want you to practice this week. Choose you, choose love, and choose trust. And then I would love if you would give me a review of this podcast. Let me know how it helped you so we can continue to bring this to more women and help them choose powerfully for themselves. Because my goal is for all of us to be empowered and to know that we can create stress solutions and we can impact not only our lives, but the lives of everyone around us. And we can empower the next generation and leave our legacy. All right, my friends, I hope you have a fantastic week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions to feel better and live joyfully, click the link in the show notes to join my email list to get joy delivered straight to your inbox. It is never too late to reclaim your brain and thrive in your life.